What is Aleppo? Brexit means Brexit. I'm not gonna pay for that fucking wall. They're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're rapists, and some, I assume, are good people. From this moment on, please, do not ever call us a racist party. You Tory talker. And I want you all to know that we are fighting the fake news. It's fake. Phony, fake. I didn't lie about weapons of mass destruction. I didn't send anyone into an illegal war. I didn't say anything racist. I've never been called in a paedophile gang or anything. Just who the hell do you think you people are? Put on a proper suit, do up your tie, and sing the national anthem. Nobody builds walls better than me. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Everything Left. We've been gone for a while, but we're back now with brand new episodes. And joining me for the first new episode, we have Addy. Addy, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, we're doing awesome. I'm glad to be back. It, it feels like it's been too long. Yeah, it has been too long. We we haven't had a new episode for a while. Yeah, a couple of months. I I, I want to apologize to the listeners. There was a, a number of personal things that went on and it took a while to deal with, but we're back now. Fingers crossed, won't be taking any more unscheduled breaks and we'll be releasing new content at least every week, maybe a little bit more. Who knows? But we're, we're back for good now. Until you guys don't want us anymore. Don't tell them that. They have that power. Don't tell them. Please love us. <laughs> so... First up tonight, I know that, Addy, you've got a couple of things that you want to bring up and announce before we dive into some topics, so do you want to take the mic? I I would love to. Yeah, so if people are unaware, last week on Friday, it was International Transgender Visibility Day on March 31st, and I have decided to, uh, quote unquote, officially come out of the closet to my family and friends as a trans man, which, to be fair, saying it out loud sounds like a really cool band. Trans man, it's it's the new fad. I'm a 23-year-old person saying fad. That should be a very bad sign. Well, I think I speak for everyone who knows you and hopefully the listeners in saying congratulations so, so much, Addy. I think it's absolutely awesome news. And not just because I get another trans person in my life, but because this is something that's good for you and i'm hoping will make you feel awesome and and have a great great life thank you to be fair i was never cis on this show no but you were nebulous shall we say you you never put a title to yourself no i i was sort of calling myself bi-gender but i wasn't sure if it, it truly fits me so now now i know what i am and i'm working towards it by the way, if people hear my voice changing on the show, I, I might be getting hormones. Awesome. If people hear my voice changing in this episode, it's because I've got a bad throat. So I may be coming in and out, but I'll try and fix that in post. It's not as cool as Addy, but I thought I'd give you a heads up. Well, you know, uh, I might be getting hormones in July, but Amy is sick now. Yes. So, proportions. Fun. <laughs> um, on, on a different topic this week on sunday um was april 2nd was what is known as international autism awareness and we added the term acceptance day which is led was led by a campaign by a group called 
Autism Speaks, which the autistic community, we've decided that we will add the term Autism Speak does not speak for us. And instead of that campaign, Light It Up Blue, we've countered it with our own campaign to support the autistic community with Red Instead. So if you've seen people with red profile pics or banners for the autistic community, which April is the official Autism Awareness and Acceptance Month, then just know that those people oppose Autism Speaks and we are very much against this group because of various reasons, including the fact that they actually steal money from autistic people and they are trying to develop a cure for autism. Wow, I, I had no idea that's disgusting. Which, for pretty obvious reasons, we are very much against. We don't want a cure. We want people to accept us and people to try and understand our needs and desires and, and the fact that people are claiming to speak in our name, on our behalf, and are doing such pretty despicable and, and repulsive things. Uh, we are very much against that, so... Please do not support Autism Speak because they are a very bad group. Uh, we have a few autism support networks that are run by autistic people. So if you want to support autism, look for those groups. What we can do, well, we'll put some links in the uh, episode description for some of those groups. And when we post on Twitter and Facebook, we'll put some of those links up as well. And we'll see if we can get some support going, Eddie. That would be fantastic. Please support the uh, autistic community and any people who suffer from disadvantages regarding these areas because we are trying very hard to fit in this world and we would love to get a bit more support from the neurotypical community. Yeah, I, I know so many people who are part of the community or on the autism spectrum and so many misconceptions about autism that are around are just so damaging to the community, to, to this wonderful, lovely community. So any, any support that anyone can give to them it is is awesome. Totally, totally behind that. And like I said, we'll, uh, we'll do what we can to, to advertise certain groups and, and their good work and promote that during the show, not just this episode, but future episodes as well. Well, in past episode, I have spoken about my involvement in those groups and, and the fact that I am autistic and I do try to, to represent and inform people about what we do and why we do it. So if people actually do want to ask questions, they can just comment on our Twitter and I will be glad to answer anything as long as it's respectful. Yeah, we won't be tolerating any disrespectful comments. You'll get no reply from us whatsoever on that. Or a uh, dickish reply, because we can dish it out as well as take it. Hey, Addy. Oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm known on the show for it. <laughs> that is true. When you got it, flaunt it. So our, our first topic today is Barry Manilow, or are we going to talk about that one later? No, we, I think why not go straight into it, follow one coming out with another. So Barry Manilow, who is 73 years old, and I have to tip my hat to that guy, 73 year old and he just came out as gay, 
And to, to that, my response was pretty much, uh, water is wet. Yeah, which from social media reaction has seemed to be a lot of people's reaction, which fair enough, you know, he's never been the most masculine, stereotype fitting man, but it's not about people going, oh, well, we've known that for years. It's about, I think it should be about people saying, awesome, well done, Barry, do what makes you yeah. happy and, and celebrate who you are. Because I think anyone coming out is an awesome thing and should be celebrated completely. Well, yeah, that's my reaction as well, because my thought was, people got pissed at him because they're like why do you only come out now and why do you care about what your fans think and my my thought was like well it's his choice maybe he just never felt it was the right time maybe he just didn't think it matters that much or maybe he just it's it's the point of his comfort he could have died with a gay lover and my thought would have been maybe he just never wanted to publicly come out because it's not anyone's actual business whether or not someone does choose to come out the the problem is mostly that society automatically claims people are heterosexual. So maybe his desire to not officially come out is sort of something that goes against the heteronormative concept. Also, if you're going to have the reaction of, why didn't you come out before, who gives a shit what your fans think, and, and use that as a way of complaining about him or attacking him, that's exactly the kind of reaction he was trying to avoid. He, he you know, it, it seems like whatever he's going to do, one, one side of the argument is going to be either, you should have done that before, not cool, or why did you come out at all, not cool. He's not going to win, basically. Well, yeah, because you can't satisfy everybody all the time but my actual thought right now is i'm glad he did it and i'm happy for him that he had the the desire and courage to come out on his own terms and not care about what anybody else thought at the end of the day because it's his choice no matter what anybody says no matter what anybody thinks no matter what fans think they're entitled to that's that's always his choice so that's my thought about that yeah there's not a great deal to say about this story but it it broke what a, a couple of hours ago yeah and you know we're we're big fans of the lgbt community you know <laughs> you can't deny that from two members of it and what we're members of it I, I thought we were like the two parts of the community that constantly got erased. True. I mean, I'm but bisexual, you're pansexual. I'm pretty sure we're like the hidden depths of the community. Well, no community's perfect, but it is a community at least. We're trying to take it down from the inside. The point is that no one can see us, so no one can fight us back. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's Barry Manilow. Well done, Baz. <laughs> <laughs> Staying on the theme, started with your coming out. Loose Women's host apologising for her comments on trans people and toilets, because everyone is obsessed with trans people and toilets. Yeah, it's almost like some people don't have access to those. Oh, wait. Like, seriously, do, do people not find important topics to discuss, or are they just like... You know, at some point, I, I think that if you're that obsessed with a trans person genitalia, you should really see a shrink. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> 
th- there's not much more to it than that. It's like, I probably shouldn't say this too loud, but I'm turning 30 this year. And in 30 years, no, I've never been into a public toilet. No, her age. <laughs> well, okay, I'm going to be an age this year. And in, that, <laughs> in all those decades, I've never been in a public bathroom and seen someone's genitals. It's like, so, so what does it matter? You, you're literally boxed in behind a locked door. I've been starting recently to use the, the men's room because, yeah, I'm a man. And, and that looks 12, but uh, still. <laughs> and obviously they have urinals. And I've never seen someone intentionally looking at someone else's dick. So yeah. what the fuck? I've never like passed someone and seen someone like looking down at someone else peeing. So what? <laughs> well, the thing about the story that is a little bit surprising is the panelist in question, India Willoughby, is actually trans herself. And the comment she's apologized for, she turned around and said, it's all too easy at the moment for someone to claim transgender rights who isn't actually transgender, and it's making life dangerous. Soon someone is going to get hurt. Unless you are transitioning, stay out of the ladies. Pulling on a frock as and when the mood takes doesn't count. You don't have a God-given right to go into female-only spaces. That might make some dresses cross, but that's the truth. That's the kind of comment you expect from someone who's against the community, not not from someone who is themselves trans and has has gone through that and it's just it's kind of shocking really to say something like that it's already shows that you need to check your privilege i mean i i dislike this term but she does pass as, as a cis woman so she has that privilege and the problem is that as I've seen people tell her, a lot of people can't start transitioning, be it money or their jobs could be at stake or their uh, house life could be at stake or maybe they're not, they don't really want to because it's none of your damn business. Yeah, plus it also reinforces the idea that, and again, not everyone agrees with this, but the, the gender binary and like you you transition from male to female or female to male so you can't use those spaces until you do so but what about people who are gender fluid or gender queer or any I of the yeah or any, any of binary the, the areas that fit into that it's like well what about them you know do they have to you know if they feel female that day do they have to take female hormones to use the bathroom but if they feel male they'll take male hormones just so they can say no i am actually officially transitioning so therefore i can come in it's like no it's, it doesn't work that way it's 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 not black and white it's not simple a to b logic and and that's usually what she's employing here and like you said i think it comes from a place possibly of privilege where like you said she does air quotes pass as cis i didn't realize she was even trans until i started reading the article she's worked in the media so you know she she can probably afford to transition quite easily in the sense of if she can't get it on the ahs she could probably go private because she earns good money yeah i I think it's a, a case of not realizing how hard it is for some members of of the trans community i i just imagine someone who just like wakes up one day and feels male so they wear like a mustache it's not a real mustache it's just like a costume mustache why i felt male that day but for for me in in my my position right now for instance 
So I, I, I'm a person that without any like visual, I don't know how to say that. Um, so let's say from the neck up, pretty androgynous. Yeah, yeah, definitely. From the neck down, not at all androgynous. But still, even if I chose not to, to do anything like uh, chest surgery or take a testosterone, my space would still be uh, the men's room. Mm. Whatever space you feel safe in, whether or not you are in the midst of transitioning or you do transition, it's not anyone's choice and no one has the right to harass you yeah. about it. So that's my two cents about that. One, one good thing about this is after her comments, India has turned around and released an apology statement. She told the media that the last few days have been an education and a reminder. Having listened to a lot of moving stories, the line my article took on toilets used by trans people of all types is wrong. Someone may not be in a position where they can or are able to transition for a whole host of reasons. Family, money, or simply fear of what the future might bring. All three applied to me for many years. They are still trans. No one should be scared or worried about being themselves in an environment. To anyone who felt upset or let down with the article, I apologise. I am aware I am very lucky to have a platform and most certainly want to use it for the good of the LGBT people. While we all may disagree from time to time, I certainly don't want anyone to hurt or feel stigmatised. So it looks like she at least took on board people's reaction to what she said and, and is trying to see it from another point of view, which is a good job i think it, it's like a, a step up i suppose don't get me wrong it would be better if she if she hadn't have said the comments at all to begin with but yeah at least she learned her lesson i, I suppose sort of maybe yeah i guess time will tell but i think even if she she hasn't changed her actual opinion she probably won't express them the same way again just because of the the backlash it had so even if she she hasn't changed her outlook at least she won't be broadcasting it which has to be a positive no negative reaction is a good reaction wow that came out really preachy <laughs> don't teach people anymore <laughs> in this week's headlines president trump gives ominous threat on north korea well if china's not going to solve north korea we will Tory MP Andrew Rosendale claims the UK has been humiliated by pink European Union passports. Labour leader Jeremy Corbyn demands mandatory equality training for bus drivers. The right-wing group Pacific Justice Institute claims the LGBT care home residence bill will lead to care homes opening brothels. Marvel Vice President of Sales David Gabriel claims that diversity has led to slump in sales for the company. Iowa State Representative Shannon Lundgren has proposed a bill that would require women who miscarry to carry their dead fetuses to term. Poll finds that two-thirds of voters would oppose EU exit bill of 10 billion. Belfast City Council votes for stained glass window to celebrate LGBT community. President Trump, a man accused of sexually assaulting more than 15 women, declares April National Sexual Assault Awareness Month. Tasmanian politician Eric Albert has called for positive conversion therapy media coverage. Spanish vegan restaurant has tried to ban bottle-feeding babies animal milk on their premises. Republican governor of New Mexico has signed a bill into law which bans gay cure therapy for minors. 
Biblical Dinosaur Museum founder thinks lesbian Doctor Who character is a step too far for equality. Next up we have Nivea, the German skincare brand, had to remove an advertisement because they had quite a bit of backlash for what was described as discrimination and racism, which... <laughs> Initially, you might think, nah, surely not that bad. But then when you see the advert, it is so, so shocking. Like, that that one little sentence they put in there, it boggles the mind how it got past testing. <laughs> I mean, Donald Trump got, like, beyond testing. True. So that advert is, like, proportions. Yeah. The advert, it's, it's a nice, simple advert. It's... A deodorant advert. Yeah, and and it's it depicts what appears to be a woman. You can't can't tell because their backs turned, but it's very traditionally feminine hair. They're in a a very pale pink room, staring out of a window. They're they're wearing a bright white shirt, and across the middle is the phrase, "White is purity," and underneath they tweeted, "Keep it clean, keep it bright, don't let anything ruin it." Yeah, that... no, if you don't want anything to ruin it. Yeah. I think I think they very much already ruined it because wow, white is purity. That at what point do do you not think maybe we should rethink this? And today, in companies that did not know they support the KKK, is this um, something you saw when it actually actually was was out and about, Eddie? Because I I didn't realize this had been released until afterwards. But then, according to the news article, it was aimed at a Middle Eastern audience, which is a bit closer to your part of the world than mine. I don't know if... Did you see any of this? Or To be fair, I don't really look much at adverts, and those I do are very, like, film-oriented. Mm. I wonder why. <laughs> um, <laughs> it could have run when I wasn't here. Yes, yeah, that's true, because uh, you have been partying up in America recently. Oh, yeah, I'm such a party animal. Aha, so you admit it. I'm I'm a nap napping cat. <laughs> Still an animal. Sure, I'm the equivalent of Columbus. Columbus is awesome, so well done. <laughs> Thank you. Columbus is also a bit darker than me, so... Yeah. If people should know, though, that Columbus is Amy's cat... And she's a black cat, so don't judge me. Too late, the judgment's been made. The judgment has been made. You've judged me since you found out I don't look back now. <laughs> One of the things that I think made this a little bit worse for Nivea, because it was already bad, but to top it all off, a certain section of Twitter actually enjoyed the advert and started retweeting The alt-right movement. Yes. I, I don't blame Nivea for that. That was an unfortunate event. Yeah, you, you can't say they intentionally gave it to the alt-right, but they did also make an advert with white is purity on it. So <laughs> you, you're kind of lining yourself up for that. I've gotten to a point where I enjoy watching pretty weird commercials because some some commercials are just so amazingly mind-boggling that I wonder who came out with them. And there is a Chinese ad, and uh, the ad is a woman does a load of laundry, and it's, it's an ad for detergent, and it's like a whitening detergent, 
and in walks a black guy. And she puts him in the washing machine and she turns the machine on and he comes out like white as snow. So to be fair, Nivea, not as bad. Mm, yeah, I I get yeah, not as bad. Shouldn't, shouldn't Nivea was a fluke, a bad choice of words, a pretty like hurtful choice of words, but still only a bad choice of words. They had no intention of actually being racist. That advert for the laundry detergent that was actually supposed to be like white is better. Mm. They could have yeah. used any like choice of white suppose like white oriented cloth like a tablecloth or clothing or whatever but they chose a guy so again nivea not as bad as the detergent my opinion yeah well all opinions are well no no not all opinions are valid some are terrible but that one is i'll, I'll give you that one yeah most of my opinion um, opinions are terrible <laughs> i'm such a terrible human being maybe that's why i'm a good cat like Cannot argue with that logic. Mm. We'll just have to to ask people. Will I make a good cat? I I, I could figure out how to do a, a a Twitter vote. We can put that up there. <laughs> see if uh, will Addy make a good cat? Yes or no? And and we can let the public decide. Okay. I mean, like cats can be assholes, and pretty much. A lot of people love them, so I see that as a plus. Like I can, I can literally come and like lie down on top of you as a cat, and you just like coo and think I'm adorable and start rubbing my ears. So being cat, a cat sounds awesome. A bit of controversy around some comments made on a television show. It was made on. Sky News Australia by the former leader of the Australian Labour Party, Mark Latham, who uh, mocked a video live on air about a bunch of school children. This this video was featuring male high school students uh, and they're reading statements written by women about why they need feminism. And the the host, Mr Latham, turned around and referenced one of the students saying, I thought he was gay. Um, afterwards, this this resulted in uh, what's been described as a row behind the scenes, where Sky News went on to fire him for his comments. Where do you go, Sky News? Live from the Sky News Centre, this is Outsiders. Of course, we're the absolute antithesis of ABC Insiders, where you get a bunch of overpaid journalistic elites uh, sitting around on the couch agreeing with each other. What Don't have you got, chance. Rowan? Last entry. Okay, last time. These poor, <laughs> these poor characters at Sydney Boys' School, uh, they couldn't win. They, uh, they made this, they thought they better do something for International Women's Day, so they came up with this half-brained idea, where, and it's not an original idea, I hate to tell you guys, sorry, um, where, you, where you say the words that someone else should be saying. So in this instance, boys speaking as if they were girls. Uh, even though boys aren't supposed to be girls or girls it's or whatever. Schools. Yeah. It's safe schools. It's safe schools in Sydney Boys High. And here they're pretending to uh, be girls and recognise the problems of girls. Have a quick listen at this and then I'll tell you what happened afterwards. Feminism is important to me because a few months ago, a guy decided for me that I wanted to have sex with him. I didn't want to.
Feminism is important to me because despite being a fully qualified vet, a woman recently told me I would not be able to go out to her farm and pull a calf because it would be too hard for me. I went out there and I pulled that calf. Feminism is important to me because when I was 12, my dad told me I should be ashamed of my body and that I had thunder thighs. Feminism. And so this thing went on and on. It was on Facebook and all these uh, boys standing around pretending to be girls uh, trying to do their bit for, uh, for feminism for International Women's Day. And what happens? Here we go. The, uh, the Sydney Girls' School are so outraged by this that the boys are pretending to be girls to celebrate International Women's Day. So they write a letter getting all uh, hot under the collar and saying that anyway, these boys are misogynists, dreadful sexist misogynist place anyway. Uh, so they attack the boys for trying to do the right thing by pretending to be girls. Uh, it's, it's too really? hard. Identity politics doesn't work, guys. Give it up. So Give the, it up. the boys at the, at the, at the boys' school look like dickheads yes, doing their yep. video, total yep. dickheads. And those clips will be there forever. But they're trying to yeah. do their own thing in their own stupid yeah. way, yeah. and then they get attacked by the girls for being a toxic culture of misogyny. Toxic misogyny. I mean, they just can't win. Why yeah. would they bother? Blokes can't win. They are go. the damn dickheads. Newsflash, blokes can't win. <laughs> Ross? Who has one? Who has one? Oh, well, it's a, a difficult, uh, a difficult and weighty uh, judgement. I, I concur with your advice to the boys, uh, to Sydney Boys High, uh, perhaps the most privileged centre of education <laughs> anywhere in Australia. Um, but, yeah, the boys need to understand uh, that they will hear all of this static and rhetoric, you know, uh, about the sensitive uh, new age male, but like the bachelorette, after you have been uh, responding like some sort of ventriloquist <laughs> dummy, uh, mouthing the words, they will then actually, like the girls on bachelorette, drum dump you for a tradie <laughs> with a ute who can lay a flat slab of concrete up to the back porch. Uh, that's what is going to happen in your lives if you keep going down this track. Uh, well, I've got to say, Ross, you're very perceptive in the world of romance because you've worked out for those uh, fellas from the Sydney Boys High... Mm. They've become undateable mm. because the left women think they're a the hopeless, misogynist, uh, toxic yeah. culture yeah. and sensible girls out in the suburbs would yeah. think they're absolute wallies yeah. and you yeah. wouldn't go near them uh, with a barge they'll, pole. They'll be felt forced to wander down to yeah. local ANZ and find yeah. Yeah. I thought, I thought, I thought the, fir the first guy was gay because he was talking about <laughs> having sex. Maybe that's all they've got left now. Yeah. At, at, anyway. After the instant, Latham re refused to kind of back down from his point of view whilst trying to insist that there was nothing derogatory about what he said, which in a way is true. There's nothing derogatory about being gay, but the way in which people will will make comments like that, it, I think it's kind of clear that it was probably meant to be mocking. Um, he, he did go and say that the school in Sydney put out a video that was designed to mislead the viewers with young fellows using the words of women. It was designed to mislead the viewers and give an impression that this young man whether it's true or not, is gay. It shouldn't have been taken as a derogatory statement. My first reaction to the video was to think he was gay. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Why do people in the outrage industry assume that the word gay is derogatory? Gay is not a derogatory word. This was said without any comment or protest at the time. The program went to air, no one single person raised a word of protest, and then all the offendragati got on their Twitter feeds. We had at least 30,000 viewers and no one raised a word of protest. What does that tell you? That you have a very specific audience who watches your show? Yeah. 
that's usually what it tells me because specific people watch specific shows, especially if those are specific news channels. Yeah, yeah, because um, the idea of news channels being tailored to people who lean a certain way is, is so crazy. It would never, never happen. Well, let's be honest, this show, this show itself is tailored to people who have certain political and cultural leanings. So, you know. <laughs> Daily Mail. Oh, yes, my favourite. <laughs> One of the good things I've seen about this, though, is that the, the co-host didn't stand for it at all. They've, they've turned around and said to Latham, you're talking about a kid. He may or may not be, who knows, but it doesn't matter. Any child is going to be having troubles with their sexuality and to be talking about it publicly is not good. We're talking about a child. We're not talking about an adult. There's a line you don't cross. It doesn't matter if they were talking about an adult because it's still none of your business. Yeah, and and not only does it damage the, the LGBT community by making a big deal about, well, someone may be gay and, and, and possibly putting that person in harm... Or, or a target for bullying, but this this was about showing that, that feminism is, is something that benefits many people as well, and because they were reciting stuff written by women, his immediate reaction is, oh, this is coming from a female point of view, you're male, therefore you're gay, which is just pandering to so many stereotypes and, and hurting the feminist movement as well, and, and the idea of equality, and it's, it's just ridiculous and, and stupid. My point right now though is the kid the the person that this uh, Latham is talking about I feel like that was major disrespect towards this young man who just took part in something that I think is actually really cool because it shows that young men young people are uh, appreciating feminism and trying to work as part of the solution and I feel bad for the fact that this guy was put in the limelight just because of this in a pretty problematic way by someone who knows jack shit about him. So, yeah, I kind of feel bad for the guy. And I, I've seen a, a really similar video having been done in, in person. I, I was at um, part of the... Uh, you, you might have heard of the UN Women's... Um, yeah. He for she campaign, which is about trying to spread the idea that feminism is more than just something for women, but it's something that benefits people of every Everybody. gender and everyone should get involved. And I was at a launch event for that at uh, Leicester Uni, because that's one of the, the 10 universities around the world that's become a leading member. And they had various members of staff, um, professors and, and, and people from the community there that were male and they had taken out their voices and put in the voices of women talking about feminism but coming out of of the men's mouths they they were saying the same words so it all synced up and that went down extremely well and you know it, it's showing that it's more than about being seen as one gender so you know i i, I don't get why they had such an issue with it on this show because surely it's the same thing it's just trying to to spread a good message and yeah to, to to use that to to further hate and and discriminatory comments it's just pathetic i applaud this school for what they did i respect them for what they did and i have i i just have so much 
my sister's dog. Don't <laughs> laugh at me. So um, I, I just feel like it was right for them to fire this guy. Mm. I don't care what he says. Nobody talk, should talk about a teenager like that. Yeah, yeah, and and I'm sure there are people turning around saying it's an overreaction, it's just a tiny comment, get over it, that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, it, it's these kind of little comments that make a bigger, worse hole. People who say that it's only comment probably hardly ever gotten to a point where they wanted, where they were hurt so bad by comments made by people that they wanted everything to just stop. Yeah. People who keep saying, well, it's only words, are the people who dismiss bullying. Yeah, it, we, we've, we've talked about this kind of thing before on the show, and I think, was it Han who, who quite elegantly put it, is that people are like sandstone, you know, yeah. tiny, tiny drips can destroy you, and that's what that kind of comment is, especially targeted at, at such a young person as well. It's I think a firing is... is, is the right kind of reaction to that if if you can't educate someone and bring them around if they're that stuck in their opinion like he seemed to be there with refusing to acknowledge any wrongdoing it's like fine you're, you're gone i always uh, uh thought about the fact that um you know when when somebody takes uh, a stick and they walk near a fence and they just start walking with the stick hitting the posts of the fence and that does the rattling sound Sometimes they may accidentally, like, flick a person, and to them it makes no difference. But now the person, the other guy, the other person is hurt. So that's, that's, that's my point of, of what this type of bullying is. It's the person that walks around with the stick hitting the fence posts and not noticing their surroundings. Okay, the new Power Ranger movie. Don't watch it. However, there is the Blue Power Ranger, which is, his name is Billy, Mm -hmm. and in this movie, he's a black kid, and he's on the autism spectrum. Yep. Officially, as in, he has stated in the movie itself that he is autistic, and it's not speculation. So, we have a non-white person who is officially autistic. And I feel like that is a breakthrough. Yeah, from uh, I've not I've not seen the film yet. I, I wasn't impressed enough with what I saw to to do a cinema trip. I'm waiting on it, but I love Power Rangers. I think they're awesome. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is still a great show for for fun. And and I the the one thing that impressed me when I was reading about this is an article pointed out that it's for for a show that was very for sh- the show was sort of stuck in it, its ways it was a mostly white cast pretty much all the characters were straight especially at least in in Mighty Morphin this was and then there's the whole thing of the black guy was the black ranger the asian girl was the yellow ranger which a lot of people found to be quite off-putting and and pandering to awful stereotypes but th- this new film someone turned around and was like you had all that in the past, but in this new group, out of the five rangers, only one is Caucasian. One is on the autism spectrum. One is LGBT. Um, they've changed a character's race for the, the only issue I have with the group itself is that the Caucasian guy is still the leader. 
which I really don't know why, because he's not even the smartest. If you if you choose a leader, at least choose the smartest person in the group. Hopefully, in in the second one, the uh, the Green Ranger will will become the leader and won't be Caucasian, just to level it out a bit. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening to our first new episode back. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter by searching for at underscore everything left. We've got a Facebook page as well at everything left podcast. So you can follow us on there, which will be updating. We're going to see if we can put out the would Addy make a good cat vote so we can uh, see what people think. We also have our email address, which is everythingleftpodcast at outlook.com. And like Addy said at the start of the show, if you have any questions or want to talk to him about the autism awareness or the autistic community, you can do. We're open to to any kind of questions or suggestions for topics, uh, and we appreciate any feedback you'd want to give as well. So please feel free to drop us a line. So, thank you for for joining me, and thank you, Addy, for for coming along and making this a a great show. I had so much fun coming back. Yeah, and and we'll be back again next week with another new episode and a surprise bonus episode coming out as well. Score! Thank you, everyone, for joining us, and take care. Bye-bye.
never felt a thing quite like it Dares me to move different, talk different, sing louder, kick higher You and I are intrepid, one and the same Never leave me, never fade So 